up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm your host, virtual marketing coach and fellow creative soul, Miranda Rodriguez. In this podcast, you'll get expert marketing guidance that you can implement on your own, and you'll learn how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast, episode number 106, Sales Funnels. Ooh, this is a good one today. So you're going to want to make sure that you have something to take notes with. Um, If you're driving, you know, just listen along and then come back to it. And if you're ready, as always, to improve the way you market your business, you can learn more at marketinguninhibited.com. There you will find the free Marketing 101 workshop, which you can take in its entirety with the free worksheets that accompany it. You can also schedule your free 30-minute consultation, and you can find the two ways we can work together. One of them is called the Jumpstart. It's a one-time 90-minute service that provides four weeks of virtual support, and the other one is six months of monthly one-on-one marketing coaching where I am in your corner, the business partner that has no actual say or control or obligation from you, the business partner that you didn't even know you needed in your business, and you're still in control at the end of the day, which is a win-win for everyone. So learn more about those services at marketinguninhibited.com. All right. How are you guys doing? I thought I would kick off this podcast with something fun. If you are listening to this at home or wherever you are, maybe you're in your shop, maybe you have the opportunity to make a little cocktail. So let me tell you guys what I am drinking this afternoon. I just had a great, great coaching session with my group coaching uh my my coaching group called Rebellious Success with Erica Tebbins. And there are, I think, 10 of us in the group, or at least maybe there's 12 and 10 showed up on the call today. But it was really, really great. And I am so excited to implement some of these changes. So like so much so that I just <laughs> rescheduled a meeting I had right now so that I could come and talk to you guys on the podcast. Um, but before we begin, let's set it up. Let's We're going to talk about sales funnels, which is a a meaty marketing topic and I think everyone should have a cocktail if you drinking is part of you know your lifestyle. So this is what I'm drinking. It is a small rocks glass filled with ice. Pour espresso. Like if you make fresh espresso, okay, to be honest, I didn't even make a f- espresso. I just used the leftover coffee that was in the pot from this morning. Um, pour maybe like half of the glass with espresso, put a shot, a shot and a half of liqueur 43, which is a Spanish liqueur. It is sweet. Um, it is similar to amaretto, but it doesn't have that almond taste. It's, I don't know. It's just, it's sweet. Um, and it's really good. And then 
You can put a splash or a little bit more of, I like to do like half and half or heavy whipping cream. Maybe if you're non-dairy, you can use whatever creamer you have. Um, But the combination of the caffeine from the coffee, the sugar from the liqueur 43, and then the fats from the cream that you put in there is a really fun, creative little cocktail for your brain and gets the, the juices going. So cheers, everyone. Pause, come back to this once you've made your drink. Okay, let's talk about sales funny. Oh, something else. I had another note for you before we dive in today. In the group coaching call, I was getting coaching on some things naturally, and I had the opportunity to say, because this is a group that has a lot of coaches in it, And I think that's really fun because we're all very different in in what we do. And sometimes even the industries we're in, um, or even so like the the niche that we have developed or that we talk to. So I was able to give some, talk about some results today. And I thought I need to share those on the podcast as well. So first of all, just the past two months in March... February and March, all of my monthly coaching clients were up for their six-month renewal. So everyone is on six-month contracts and come to, you know, come to the end of the contract, like the fifth, fifth month, um, I will reach out and say, hey, you know, next month is your last month, blah, blah, blah. Do you still want to work together? And I am so proud to announce that everyone but one renewed this time. And you know, it's natural. Like part of marketing coaching and the beauty of marketing coaching, if I'm doing my job right, is that you will have the tools after six months of working together to go ahead and run with this on your own. So if you no longer need me or want to meet with me on a month-to-month basis, that is completely not just normal, but rational because you are empowered to do this work on your own. Now, of course, There are a lot of benefits to continuing to meet with me on a month-to-month basis. And at this point, this year, the client that's been with me the longest has been with me for three years in June. So, you know, we have, have clients that once they committed, they have stuck around because of the results they're seeing. And some of the fun results that have happened, I've had three, two clients launch storefronts during a pandemic in the past year. I've had another client who launched an extension of her business. And that is, as it comes to fruition and really comes um, becomes a reality for her and her business partner, is go- most likely will surpass her existing business in income. And that business um, is also something that she built on her own and I help her take it to the next level. And now it has grown so much and the brand is so strong and the audience is so big that they were able to launch this extension. So that's really exciting. I have clients who have um, in a year, seven times their income, seven times, like whatever you're making this month, times it by seven. What if that was your new what if that was your new normal? Like forget wearing a mask all the time, forget, you know, social distancing. What if your new normal was like seven times the income you're bringing in right now? Um, So there are some very real life altering 
achievements coming out of the work my clients are doing with me in our coaching sessions, and more importantly, what they're doing in between our monthly coaching sessions, because we only meet an hour a month, right? This is not like marketing coaching is not all consuming. It doesn't, it's not a weekly commitment. It's just one month for one hour. And then you get a marketing action plan after that. And then you run with it and we meet again in a month. And of course you, my, my line is always open to you. If you need to call, text, email to vent or to get my eyes on something. Um, so I just wanted to share those results because I, I know I don't talk about the case studies, um, the success stories, the testimonials enough. So I'm going to make a point to start doing that more in my messaging. Um, so I just thought since coming off of my coaching call today that I would share that with you all. All right. Today we are talking about sales funnels. This is... Well, so we're going to talk about sales funnels in the traditional sense. Um, So a sales funnel is a traditional sales process for moving your potential clients to paying happy and loyal clients, because that is what we all want in this business, whatever your business is. All right. Sorry, I had to. I couldn't read my notes. They were very tiny. Um, In past episodes, I've talked about this in a much more basic way, and I have called it the customer journey. Um, And in my mind, the customer journey is kind of mapped out as a more linear process. But today we are going to actually talk about the sales funnel process, and I'm going to utilize that funnel metaphor throughout our entire podcast today. Um, because this is marketing 201. So we are leveling up our marketing skill set. And I want you guys to understand, and I do feel like you are at a point now where you will totally comprehend the exercise we're about to do because customer journey, I, I break it down in a linear fashion so that it's easy to understand. Sales funnel is a little more nuanced. The whole point of the sales funnel exercise that we're going to go through today is to understand what actions are occurring at each stage of your funnel and the force that is driving your clients to go deeper into the funnel and finally come out the other side as like loyal, happy clients who are willing to talk about you and share, you know, sing your praises on social media and write reviews. Um, You guys know I've even had some of those wonderful, wonderful clients on my podcast before. And those are the clients I'm talking about. People like that who are willing. um, Those are the ideal clients, right? Those those testimonials, those success stories, those people who are, you know, on your Etsy shop or your storefront Facebook page and letting you know how much they love whatever it is you've created for them. Okay. Okay. You're, you're going to want to get a pen and a paper, a pen and a piece of paper, because what we're diving into today is going to be, it's going to be a lot. And I suggest taking notes. Um, I may even share my notes. I kind of have a rough sketch of what we're going to talk about. So maybe I will share that with you um, on social media when I post this or I'll email it out. If you're not on my email list, you can do that by um putting your email in the little box for the free workshop on marketinguninhibited.com. Okay, as we do this exercise and you are envisioning a funnel, I want you to imagine that what you're pouring into the funnel is maple syrup. 
I don't want you to think about pouring anything else into the funnel besides something that is like sticky and slow moving. Um, and you're, if you need a reason why, like, why would I ever pour maple syrup into a funnel? Maybe you're one of those people that I see on Instagram who has all of the jars in their pantry, like everything is in a matching jar. Like, you know, and I know people do this to preserve the freshness of of some things, but just pretend you're like one of those people who wants that beautiful matching pantry. So you are going to transfer your maple syrup into a cute little jar and you need a funnel for it. And the reason why I'm having you imagine maple syrup is because I want you to imagine something that is slow and sticky and messy as you're pouring it into the funnel. Anything like more liquid, like water, tequila, or drier, like rice, you know, something like that, it's going to flow very fast. It's not going to get clogged. It's not going to necessarily spill out. Uh, Maybe a little bit, right? But not... It's just, it's going to flow too fast and too easily and with too much force to get the point of this exercise across. So I want you to think about filling your funnel with maple syrup, like the process that that would take. And I feel like it would be a very slow process probably. Um, Or maybe molasses or like something, you know, you guys get the point, right? This is not... Under building a sales funnel is a slow process and it will take time to figure out and you'll have to readjust along the way. Even sometimes shaking up your funnel a bit to get it flowing in the right direction again or to unclog the base of it where things have gotten stuck, there's a little bottleneck, things are spilling over because you stop paying attention. Um, so we just want to really envision this as we prepare for this exercise. Most of the podcast today is going to be walking you through the sales funnel exercise. Um, And we, oh, and the other thing, so as you're envisioning the maple syrup metaphor, think about like also getting the stuff around the sides that gets stuck. Like, you know, when you pour something through a funnel, there's always going to be some residual things like still hanging on in the funnel. And you're like, hey, get in there, get in the jar. Don't want to miss out on that. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Like, how do we work through the resistance when people get stuck in our funnels and they're not moving all the way through to that happy, loyal customer base that we we are trying to develop. All right, so now we're ready. Grab a pen and a paper and let's do this. Okay, on that sheet of paper, I want you to draw a big funnel. Take up the whole page. Maybe I will put a template for this up on the website. Um, so that you can think through this. Yes, I'm making a note. See, you guys, I'm telling you, this magical drink just gets the creative juices flowing. Sales funnel template. All right, cool. Okay, so you have your funnel drawn, right? At the top of your funnel, inside the big circle, I want you to write the words awareness and attention. This is where you are pouring things in. You want this to be a steady stream. People are just, they're coming to you. They're paying attention. You're able to tell them about yourself. And now I want you to ask yourself, 
What are you doing to create brand awareness and attention at this level? For a lot of us, people are first encountering us on social media. For me, it's Instagram. I know for a lot of you, it's Instagram. Or maybe not. Maybe it's not social media. Maybe it's something else. Maybe... I. Instagram, social media tends to be like everyone's top of the funnel um, if you're on social media. So, and because they're, maybe their friend referred them. So they have, you know, maybe there's a happy, loyal client out there and they said, hey, you should check out this store. It's so cute. And then they looked you up on social media and they started following you and they're like, oh my gosh, they're local. I love it. And now they're following along with you and you're able, you have their attention because their friend referred them. And so you have their attention and you have this opportunity to generate brand awareness right there at the top of the funnel. And there are going to be some people who you pour into the funnel and they go to your Instagram and they're like, "Mm, not for me. I am not down with that message. And right away, there's people like, think about like maybe you missed the mark a little bit when you were pouring the syrup into the funnel and some of it spilled out. And that's okay. That's part of the process, right? Not everyone who puts eyes on you and pays attention to you in the beginning is going to stick with you. Okay, so at the top, we have awareness and attention. Then on the left side of your funnel, on the um, the part that, you know, what makes the funnel, you have the two lines that kind of go down and make a, a point at the end for the, the bottom of the funnel. On the left side, on that line, I want you to write the, to draw an arrow that points down towards the tip. And I want, want you to write the words force and curiosity, right? These are the actions These are the things that move people through the funnel. It's force that is moving them through the funnel. And a lot of that force is driven in the beginning by curiosity. They're like, huh, you have piqued their interest in some way, right? As we move down our funnel, we want to ask ourselves, what action am I taking that is propelling my audience further down my funnel with force? How am I moving them along? Sometimes when I talk about the customer journey, when I talk about customer journeys, I use the metaphor of breadcrumbs breadcrumbs, and like each action you take is like leaving a little breadcrumb for your target audience along the way. So in this case, we, with the sales funnel metaphor, we're talking about the action as force. How are we pushing them down closer to where we want them to be as happy, loyal, repeat customers? What am I doing that is piquing their curiosity and interest? How is the value I am delivering establishing trust? Where is my brand consistency working and flowing? And you guys know it, right? You know when you hit that flow and you're like, you're creating good content, it's just coming to you and your clients, they seem to just be flowing and you're just in this really beautiful flow state. A lot of my clients are there right now when you get two, three years in working with me and they have consistently put in the work and the action and it's not a fight to convince them that they are worthy of the prices they're charging or that they're worthy of success and their own rights or worthy of happiness in their life by, you know, fulfilling their dreams of whatever it is, opening a storefront or quitting a job or making a certain amount of money per month. Um, 
that is not part of the work we do. All of the clients I work with are already there. They already believe those things for themselves. So what I'm helping them do is take that belief and take action from that place of belief, right? All right, so at the top of your funnel, you have awareness and attention. On the left side, you have an arrow that points towards the base and it says force and curiosity. And then on the opposite side, on the right part of the funnel, I want you to draw an arrow pointing up back to the big part of the funnel, the wide part at the top. And I want you to write the words friction and resistance. So if they are curious and they're moving forward with force, they trust you, they're moving in the right direction. If there is some friction there, there's they are feeling some resistance towards your messaging or towards your pricing, they're going to be moving in the opposite direction or even maybe fall through a leak in the funnel, right? And just kind of fall out of your funnel and say like, this isn't for me. Um, so there, there's only so much we can control in that mix when people decide that we are not for them. It is not our job to convince them that they're wrong. It's Again, like I just said, it's not my job to convince people that they are worthy of the prices they're charging. I can help you work through those things, um, but it's ultimately not something I can control. It's a choice you have to make for yourself. So The same with your clients. It's not your job to convince them that they're wrong about you or they're wrong about the industry or they're wrong about a competitor they're choosing to buy from instead. It is simply your job to be there to serve them when they're ready to come to you. So you just have to keep getting in front of them so when they're ready, they know what to do. And this is where we think about that that right arrow that's going up, the friction and resistance. We have to ask ourselves, what's happening that is causing them to resist moving down the funnel? Where are they slowing down because of some friction that's being caused? And this could be because they disagree with your approach or they didn't like, maybe they didn't like your style or your personality or your delivery. Um, And those are some things we can't control, right? There are certain aspects of of all of us individually that we're not willing to change. And that's where I'm talking about it's not your job to convince them that they're wrong. If they say, hey, you're not my cup of tea, then you're like, cool, maybe she is. Keep it moving, right? Don't waste time and energy trying to fight with someone to get them to buy from you. It shouldn't be It shouldn't be a fight, right? It shouldn't be a, a battle. You shouldn't be like pulling teeth to get your clients to want to work from you, work with you. There is a level of letting them know, convincing them, furthering their curiosity and delivering value to say, to show them what's capable when they work with you and to show them the level of knowledge you possess and how valuable it could be to work with or buy from you. Um, But ultimately it's not your, it's their decision to make, right? And some things we we can control that may cause friction or resistance to working with you are things like bad marketing surprises. You guys have heard me talk about these before. This is where you make a promise to them and then when they sign up to work with you or they purchase a product from you, it doesn't deliver on what that promise was that you made to them. Now you've you are building distrust. It is no they no longer trust you. They they tested that relationship and you had an opportunity to prove the trust and then it was broken. Um, Also, lack of consistency between 
between your messaging, whether it's from your Instagram to your website or from what wherever they you caught their attention to whatever hooked them in to the in-person meeting. Let's say you have a storefront and you have a really beautifully, perfectly curated, kind aesthetic on Instagram. And someone checks out your Instagram and they're like, wow, this is amazing. I can't wait to check this out. And then they go there and they're not greeted when they enter the store. You are out of stock on more than a handful of items, you know, to make it a little bit unusual. Um, The pricing is different. Maybe things are what they thought was going to be there was not there. And again, you had an opportunity to build trust in that relationship. And the moment they came in and they felt like the storefront was not consistent with what you had been promoting and what you had been selling and telling them the storefront would be like, that it wasn't consistent and they chose that there is a little fissure in the foundation that is the relationship between you and the customer. All right. So that so far we have done, we've drawn the funnel at the top of the funnel. We have awareness and attention on the left side. We have an arrow pointing down. That is force on the right side. We have an arrow pointing up. That's friction. And then just for fun, just for kicks, I would draw some little like circles, some little dots around the edges of your funnel, maybe around the top, the bottom, the sides, not a lot, just like two, three, or four. Um, and these are little leaks. These are where customers are they're falling out of your funnel for whatever reason. Some of it we can control maybe, some of it not, right? Some of it is just like, nope, just not my cup of tea. Okay. Now at the base, this is the smallest portion of the funnel. It's the very the very bottom, the tip of the funnel. This is where you have the best damn clients ever, right? So just write a bunch of characteristics about your favorite client, your ideal clients. They're loyal, they're happy, they're talkative, they leave reviews, they share on social media, they're committed to you, and they want to repeat the behaviors, right? The fact that I had almost 100% client renewal rate, this time around, I mean, and I don't think that's unusual. I'm trying to think last time it was structured a little bit differently. So um, I think that's the first time I can I can say that sentence in full confidence. Um, so yeah, that that tells me like they're committed to the work they're doing. They're committed to showing up for themselves and they want to repeat the success that they've had so far in their business. So now you have four sides of the funnel built, right? The top is awareness and attention. The left going down is force and curiosity. The right is friction and resistance. And then the bottom, you can just write happy, loyal customers, whatever characteristics you want to use to describe them. Now, we're going to go through some loose structures to like steps inside the funnel to get people to move through the funnel. And one of the things I want you to remember here is that you want to keep these steps as simple as possible at each level. And so again, thinking about breadcrumbs, like you only leave one breadcrumb. If you were trying to leave a trail of treats for, let's just say the raccoon in the backyard, right? You wanted them to come to your back door. So you leave a little trail of treats. Um, 
Or for example, okay, let's do a better one. Rebel likes to play this game with the dog where she leaves like a trail of treats so the dog will follow her. If she chose to play that game with three different treats, he wouldn't know which direction to go in, right? So if she had at each level, at each step he took, had too many options, he'd be lost in the sea of options and never make it to wherever she was leading him to. So we want to keep it each each step further into your funnel as simple as possible, one treat at a time, one right next move at a time, one breadcrumb at a time that says, hey, if you like what I'm doing here on social media, join me for this free workshop or listen to this podcast, right? If you like what you're hearing on the podcast and you're finding value in the podcast, then join me for this free workshop. Oh, you got a lot out of that free workshop? Then check out this free 30-minute consultation where it's not a group, it's just you and me for 30 minutes. Oh, now you're you're really interested in working together. I mean, and sometimes, like I just had a, a woman last week who ghosted me after our consultation. Zero reply, follow-up, anything. And that's okay, right? That's okay. That happens. That's part of the, part of the cost of doing business is that sometimes people are not going to reply. Um, and so, and that's just a, a PSA for those of you who think like, oh, I just won't reply. Like, I think most people who are in business for themselves now take the time and the courtesy to like, let people know, like, sorry, no, or maybe not say sorry, but no, I'm not interested or thank you for taking the time. But at this point, I'm not going to move forward. Um, anyway, all right. You never know when someone could fall out of your funnel. So at that at that point, that woman, she'd been following me on social media. She had been engaging. She scheduled a consultation. Um, and who knows? Maybe she'll show up in one of my workshops this week. So then you just... So then after the consultation, ideally, then they book one of the services. And let's say, in my case, they book the one-time service. And then they go and they execute their four-week marketing action plan. And things go well. I don't hear from them for a few months. And then they come back and they say, hey, I really like the the actions that I took as a result of our meeting. And as a result of those actions, I liked the results that I received in my business. So how do I work with you, full, you know, full-time? And that is the ultimate goal. And then once they're committed to that, you know, and like I said, I had one client who chose not to renew this time. And so it's just, you never know. And that doesn't, like, of course, I want to continue working with clients and I want to grow my client base. But you guys just have to know part of the process is it's not always personal. Like they could jump out of your funnel at any point because of something going on in their own life. So it's okay. That's why I had you draw the little leak holes in your funnel, because sometimes there's nothing you can control, do to control that that customer from getting out of your funnel. You just have to let them go because you don't have time to convince them that the decision they're making is wrong and maybe it's not wrong for them in that moment, right? Okay, so let's go through each level of our funnel. We're just gonna go pretty quickly so you can get an understanding. So at the top, we have awareness, attention and awareness. So for example, that could be social media. Then next, we have something about, you want to ask yourself, how can they learn or experience the value that I offer? Like, how can they take this a step further? Not yet paying you, though. This is like a small attention commitment. So for example, like I said, the podcast. So now we've gone from social media to the podcast. And then 
they're listening to your podcast or they're watching your show or maybe it's even like they're they're watching some of the videos like your reels or your IGTV videos that you're putting on social media they're taking they're spending more time with you paying more attention to you from there you have to guide them where you want them to go next how do they learn more about working with you for a lot of us this is going to be a website visit it's, even if you have a storefront right they're probably going to check out your individual websites first before stepping into the store. Not always. A lot of, you know, in some cases, Instagram can replace that that website research component. Um, but likely before they commit even more time, like taking a visit to your store, they're going to vet it somehow, right? Um, so how do they learn more about working with you? They visit your website. Then how do they test the water with a small commitment this is when they begin to give you permission to sell to them, to market to them. There is a, it's a small conv- commitment, either a time investment, like for a freebie, or maybe they got a discount code and they get like a free, they can, you, you know, buy one of your products at a discount. So it's not a full price investment. Um, so this is a free offering, maybe an email list sign up, maybe a discount code, maybe a flash sale that you do that gets people who have been sitting on the fence off the fence. And then how do they really work with you once they've they've made that small commitment and they said, wow, she really does deliver on what she's promising. That's when you have the opportunity to ask for the sale, to remind them how to pay you. Because you've spent all this time building up this funnel and leading them to this point. And if you get them there and then you don't say, and this is how we can work together. And this is where you can buy my products. And this is why, you know, this is what you get when you buy my products. Explaining the whole process to them. And then (laughs) how do you keep your customers coming back? And finally... How do you get happy customers to sell for you? So this is where I have two questions for you. This is at the base of the funnel. Number one, and these questions come from Seth Godin. Again, his book, This is Marketing, um, has a whole chapter called The Funnel where he, he talks about sales funnels. So number one, what will I tell my friends? What do you want your happy customers to tell their friends about you. Think about it. And then number two, why will I tell my friends? Like I tell, I've talked about Tammy so often on the podcast here with you guys because I love her service. My friends have a nickname for Tammy in our group chat at this point. They call her Tam Tam. And they just, you know, sometimes they ask like, well, what'd Tammy say about it? Marshall will ask me like, have you talked to Tammy about this? You know, um, and so what do you want people to say about their interaction with you? What will I tell my friends and why will I tell them? So, and then the way you, you form that in marketing messaging is to say, if you choose this product or this service, then you can tell your friends blank. Right. So 
If you choose this marketing coaching service, then you can tell your friends that having a marketing coach is the best business investment you've ever made. Or if you choose these earrings, then you can tell your friends that you bought earrings that are sustainably made, they're locally made, handmade by a woman, and you know, whatever else. Like all of those characteristics are very important when it comes to being consistent with marketing messaging and empathizing with your target audience, understanding how they'll feel as a result of working with you, as a direct result of your product or service coming into their life and changing it. So just to go through that again, very quickly, at the top of your funnel, you have awareness and attention. And then as we move down the funnel, this is what we call force and curiosity. All of these actions moving them down the funnel. If at any point someone gets stuck, we call that friction or resistance. And the steps in the funnel goes as follows. Brand awareness, learning about the value you deliver, learning more about working with you, testing the water with a small commitment or investment, actually working with you, or asking you for that information and then wanting to repeat the business with you. And finally, becoming a happy, loyal, repeat customer that is willing to spread the word. Word of mouth is still the best form of marketing, right? But we all know, I don't know what the statistic is, but I'm sure there's some statistic that says that people are more willing to talk about their bad experiences than they are the good ones. And so you want to try and make sure that as much as you can control the customer experience, you are giving them a good experience from start to finish. And when it comes to marketing, that means being consistent with your messaging. That means understanding your target audience. And it means delivering value at every point in that funnel to move them down, no matter how slow the process may be for them. All right. I was going to read a couple things, but I'm not going to read today. So (laughs) you're welcome. I will spare you from the reading. I think I've given you enough to work on here. So just remember that the point of a sales funnel, it's a, a traditional process, traditional sales process for moving your potential clients to paying happy, loyal clients. So moving them from prospective clients who are observing you on Instagram to actual paying clients who are taking action with you. And by that, I mean giving you money, right? They're paying you and ultimately referring you, leaving you good reviews and willing to spread the word about working with you. All right, that's it for this week. If you want to learn more about this topic, you can be on the lookout for Marketing 201 Workshops or you can schedule your free 30-minute consultation at marketinguninhibited.com or book either of the services right there on the website as well. I look forward to talking to you soon.